Tim Beers. I'm Jason. I'm Gary. And we're the Tim Beers. Well, buddy, we're back. Happy Veterans Day. Ah, same to you. A little Veterans Day uh, celebration and a special podcast, Veterans Edition. What a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, good idea, dude. So, uh, enjoying a fine beverage, we went in search of some special beverages. Uh, Started off here with this Vanguard Brewing out of Wilsonville. Uh, And we're drinking their Industry Pale. It's a 5.7 ABV and an IBU of 40. Pretty balanced beer. Very balanced. Uh, It's actually very nice. Um on this rainy night that we're sitting in here doing our recording. Yeah. So uh, why did we pick Vanguard? Well, I had this great idea yesterday. Didn't know if we were going to be able to pull it off this short notice, but I was sitting around thinking, you know, tomorrow's Veterans Day. We're both veterans. What what would be the coolest thing ever than to do a podcast tasting beers that were brewed by veteran owner breweries well i think you nailed it so uh did a little google search and up comes vanguard yes and they are out of wilsonville out of wilsonville yeah the name is a reference uh military reference i'll let you speak to it mr army guy yeah actually vanguard can apply to pretty much any of the branches but it's it's usually your forward advancing unit um, that is usually the first one to, to hit combat or any of the testings. Uh, it's your lead unit. Um, and that that's probably the best way I can explain that one. Well, uh, excellent beer, I'm saying. We got this one from Pacific Growlers as we were figuring out how the heck we were going to try to get some of their beer. I guess we could have went down to the brewery. Yeah, we could have, but being that short notice, it uh, it's really tough to do. And we kind of pulled this together in a couple of hours, so I think we did pretty well. Uh, thanks to Joe and Jay over there at Pacific and, uh, for carrying this, and uh, and thanks to Vanguard. So pretty decent brew. Yeah, Vanguard, great, great brew. And we'll talk about the second beer that we're going to have. Uh, and we've got plenty of beer, dude. We went with Growlers this time. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because these these smaller breweries that are done uh that we found by the the veterans they i don't i can't speak maybe to vanguard because they are actually distributing to other tap houses but some of the other ones that we looked at and that we tried to get beers for were still on the microcosm side of things um and weren't on a distributorship yet so to get their beers we would actually had to go to their tasting rooms and a lot of them are limited on those those hours just because they are still so small. Well, I kind of dig the support of veterans. I think on our uh, podcast, we should actually, or on our webpage rather, we should actually call out some of the veteran breweries just so uh, fellow vets can kind of know who these folks are. Oh, very definitely. We can uh, we can put a list up. Um, it's harder than you think to find, uh, folks that declare themselves as a veteran and are a brewery. So I thought for sure there'd be more and we had a really hard time coming up with it. Yeah, there was a couple in California. Um, most of what I found off of Google searches though, were either back East or Midwest. Hmm. Didn't find a whole lot out here on the West coast. Well, we will make that a move to, uh, put them on the webpage and, Talk about these folks. Very definitely. Shine the light on them. So, uh, talking a little bit about some timbers, and then we'll move on to some better stuff for Veterans Day. So, what are your final thoughts, um, now that a week's gone by, of this timbers postseason? And I've seen it on some of the the write-ups and some of the other pieces. When you you look at this season as a whole... And you look at what they were able to accomplish with all of the injuries that they had. I'm going to have to say it was a pretty successful season. Um, we heard in you know game in and game out about the depth, and I think just because we were so immersed in in the day to day grind of of those games, it was hard to pull out and really look at that. But somebody made a really good point about. We were playing second string, sometimes third string guys for a lot of the year, 
in starting positions. So mm. I, th- I think when we do look at that, the the depth actually did pretty well. We were a lot a lot deeper than I originally gave him credit for when I look back at, at what I was saying throughout the year. I don't think I gave him that much credit for that depth. Yeah, I think we were deeper um, to a degree. Uh, what I'm impressed about is Seattle's depth. I'm not impressed with Seattle. Um, <laughs> but Seattle's deeper than I thought they were. Um, they had some remarkable injuries. Ozzy Alonzo was out for a whole bunch of games. Um, so, and I look around. Houston, I mean, their whole back line against us was out. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I think the difference is our depth where we were different let's say than houston or seattle is our key players were out minus valeri correct but Adi, chara and dude we have not won a game without chara no um and so again that's a major piece and to me that's probably the most important piece because we've won games without valeri we've won games without nagby we've won games without Adi. But Chara never, never won a game without him. No, man, he is the axle of the wheels, man. So he he makes them go round and round. And the, the thing to look at going forward on that is he is an aging player. So how do we groom somebody to take that position over? Let's say two to three years from now, um, or does one just magically appear and we get them? Yeah, man, that's tough. I mean, you need somebody the wheels, somebody with a, that motor that has that drive that wants to go out and just tear people apart. And the endurance. And the endurance and the resilience. This is really one of the first major injuries we've had with him. Yeah. Um, and then the affect, man. He just smiles and he's happy. I mean, he, he'd have red card after red card after red card if he was a douche like Alonzo. Correct. But he smiles, and he's a laid-back dude. So he gets away with a lot more because he's that way. Right. And he is one of the more, I think on statistics, he's actually one of the most fouling players yeah. in the MLS. But card-wise, he doesn't have a ton of cards. No. he's uh, He does sit two or three games a season, though, because of yellow card yellow accumulation. Yellow card accumulation, correct. But... He, uh, as far as red cards, I mean, they're just, they're few and far between. So I, I agree. I think that's the piece where we've got to have some sort of depth here. Um, what do you think about that back line? What are we going to do with that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think you and I touched on this in the last podcast. When you look at Ridgewell's play, we're, we're a totally different team when he's in the game, but you look at, the last three years statistics on games played and it's consistently gone down on the number of games he's played per season. So do we have more games in him for next season or do we find somebody to replace him that will play all, all the games that uh, we have in a season? I don't know. Yeah. We've got to kind of figure some stuff out here with him because he has that leadership presence, that moxie, everything that we need um but he's just gone so much right and he's kind of a bro (laughs) (laughs) like if i don't know he's just i think he thinks he's way cooler than he actually is and uh, which is part of why i like him in some ways yeah right you know he's driving around on his boat like oswego with about 20 topless chicks like <laughs> hanging off the back of his boat going oh Reggie so um, not now, that I respect that kind of behavior damn it now but. did you see he's getting his own uh, sushi roll yeah I saw that yeah that'll so. be I wonder what's going to be in that yeah, I don't know I'm not a big sushi guy you like sushi nah I'm not a big sushi guy either yeah I don't know I my definition of sushi is whatever you're putting in it deep fat fry it and then roll it in rice you want to put Riggie's sushi roll in your mouth no nah, no that was never said <laughs> never said I it's kind of like this douche juice thing <laughs> oh, hey dude we got a debacle we do we got a freaking debacle hey you know what we should do we should do a poll I was kind of thinking I'm gonna, that I'm going to put a poll online it's not really. Debbie said a resounding no. So that's, that's funny. She said no, and Kristen said you could totally flip this your guys' way. Debbie said you alienate everybody completely, and um, good luck. <laughs> so Tim wants to be our bouncer. I think we need a better bouncer than Tim. Oh, definitely. 
<laughs> so, so three magnets uh, messaging me back and forth. They've got douche juice. We asked for a couple cans to uh, have some fun with and do a review. We do beer and we do timbers. Um, there was some jesting back and forth, but ultimately they've said that they would provide uh, some beer. And then they came back and said they'll actually uh, want to do a tasting over at Beer Mongers in Northwest Portland. And said, what do I think? Would we do a live podcast over there with the douche juice? So I called you. I called Tim. Talked to Debbie. You talked to Kristen. And we've got, we're getting yanked every which way but oh loose. yeah it's uh th- there's a lot of uh a lot of different opinions on how that could go so civic tap room down by the stadium uh had some douche juice and those guys caught all hell from a bunch of timbers army guys as they should have i mean it's a stone's throw from the stadium sure um but i mean with threats of wanting the damn thing shut down and uh, just for carrying cans of beer now the guy's an ass clown, and he plays for the enemy, and I don't want the beer there. But that doesn't mean you shut down a freaking brewery, brewery or boycott or a brewery. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. Grow a pair. So, Beer Mongers down in northwest Portland is going to be having this tasting. And the question is, do we go as Timber fans to this ECS? Surely there's going to be a bunch of ECS Seattle Portland folks there. Um, and then do we bring a bunch of Portland Timbers Army folks down there to hang with us as we sit and taste this toilet water? Well, here was the thought process that Kirsten and I went through on this whole thing. And and our listeners can definitely chime in and say, should we do this, should we not do this? But it wasn't part of that whole thing, too, they were going to do, they were going to actually host the viewing party. So we were just going down there and do a live cast, is that correct? We're just doing a live cast. I don't think they're... I mean, if they couldn't do it with the viewing party, that's cool. But I don't think Three Magnets is going to come down and miss the Seattle game. So, No, no, no. But I think they were going to throw a, a viewing party over there at at uh, the brewery that was going to have us do the tasting, right? No, I think they're just hosting a party with a beer gotcha. and doing a okay. tasting with the beer. So the idea was, was behind it is us, as Timbers fans... Saying, here we are, Tim Beers, amazing Timbers fans. We hate Seattle so bad that we're throwing a viewing party for Houston. <laughs> no, because I hate fucking Cuba tourists well, too. We I hate, hate them those guys. too. But who do we want to win between the two? Uh... I mean, we could spin it that way, but. I want Columbus to win. <laughs> so, There's a very good chance they could. I, uh, I, I, I say we throw it out to the listeners. So if we get, I mean, I first blush, I was like, I'm in. Let's do it. And the brewer's totally cool. He's like, you know what? The Seattle guys, a bunch of those guys, get way too into this robbery. I acknowledge that a bunch of our Timbers Army guys get into the douchery as well. Sure. Um, I, I, I mean, I've certainly been a part of that many years ago, yeah. but uh, as I grow older and enjoy fine beverages, um, and I like to watch soccer, I like a good rivalry, I like a good jest, um, this could be a good time. And the brewer and I have been jabbing each other pretty good, so I think we can continue. But sure, let's see, uh, let's see what sure the listeners say. Yeah. yeah, so. All right, let's press pause, uh, do a little commercial, refill some beers, and then come back. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Camouflage Suitmaker. Mr. Camouflage Suitmaker. Your amazing skills of deception can trick a deer into thinking we're just a tree out for a walk or a shrub having a cup of coffee. Shrub having coffee. Tirelessly you perfect your artistry. The squiggly black line, the blob, the slightly larger blob, all in spectacular shades of green. Green, green, green. Thanks to you, we look fabulous in or out of the forest with a suit that can be easily accessorized with face paint and a few twigs. Dress to kill. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Camouflage Suitmaker. Because when it comes to blending in, you really stand out. Mr. Camouflage Suitmaker. 
Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. All right. Wow. That's a good segue, my friend. That is. It's beautiful. So, uh, in commemoration of Veterans Day, um, I thought we'd tell a few stories back from the day. Of course, you were a big Army guy. Yeah. Actually, was, just a little Army guy. But. I was a little Air Force guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I served uh, in the 90s as a medic um, at places uh, like Fairchild Air Force Base and March Air Force Base. Um, and so I had a good time there. What would you do? Um, I jumped out of planes for the Army and uh, was lucky enough to get a duty station in Vicenza, Italy for three years. Um, and from there was doing trainings uh, pretty much all over Europe um, and then got a, a little taste of uh, Iraq in 91. Oh, so you had a little uh, time in Iraq there, jumping out of planes in Iraq? I actually did one helicopter jump when we were over there. Oh, okay, good. So uh, what is your most memorable story that you can tell uh, from your days in the service? Wow. There's one that you remember right off the bat. Yeah, there is one. It it was a New Year's Eve. It has has nothing to do with combat or anything like that um a roommate of mine and i decided uh, to take some leave and go up to garmisch germany no um for a big new year's eve party that they did up there and uh we got up there we're both in pretty much full-on tux minus the jacket um bow ties cummerbunds the works and both were getting pretty loaded and my roommate decided he was going to go ask this girl to dance so they go out and they're dancing on the dance floor and party's over we're leaving and some guy comes up and approaches him and gets in his face and it just happened to be the girl that he was dancing with his boyfriend oh um who also happened to be as we found out later one of the mps in garmish Oh, no. So he wanted to pick a fight, and my roommate and I were both pretty trash, so they actually do get into a fight. Um, Roommate can't really defend himself. I'm stumbling all over the place because it's icy out. Can't really do much. Long story short, the guy beats him up pretty good, and there's just blood everywhere. I'm holding on to my roommate as he slips on the ice. He lands on me. That guy takes off, disappears. The active MPs show up. Oh, I'm covered in blood. My roommate's covered in blood. They think we're the two fighting. Oh no! So they haul us both off to jail, throw us in the the dry out tank until uh, morning, and they can get the 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 good the correct story of what was going on. Um, our company commander was notified and our leave was immediately canceled and we were sent back to base the next day. Well, Jesus, I didn't know we were going to share freaking get in trouble stories. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the one you said, Hey, what really comes to mind? What's the one you really remember? That one, dang it. That one really sticks out. Here, I was going to go, yeah, I remember sitting this one time at the Yakima Training Center, and <laughs> it's like 20 degrees out, and I'm shivering in mop gear. And... No. No, that's a good one, too. No, that's not a good one. That doesn't. If you want a good trouble story that involves my father. Oh, boy. So my dad lives in Southern, at that time, lived in Southern California, and March Air Force Base is in Riverside, or was outside of Riverside. And uh, so the couple buddies and I, uh, Airman Robbins, who's now a Chief Master Sergeant in the Air Force, and then uh, Airman Mahana, Chad Mahana out of Spokane, um, we uh, were stationed together down there at March, and we decided to hit Tijuana. And so my dad's like, make sure you actually go to a show. (laughs) And I'm like, a show? (laughs) He's like, yeah, there's going to be a Russian bar as you get into the main strip where the bars are at in Tijuana. 
And outside, there's like a street sign. And you were to go to the street sign, and you talk to the guy that's leaning up against the street sign. I'm like, what the hell? So sure shit. We go. There's the Russian place. It looks like it's a Kremlin-looking building that's made with paper mache or something. <laughs> and there's a... Uh, street sign outside and there's a guy hand or standing against the uh, street sign just as advertised and we go in and have a drink in the russian place we work up our courage we come out we've got some liquid courage going on we're like hey we want to see the show now when you say you want to see a show or my dad says hey make sure you go see the show what are we thinking of yeah i'm thinking donkeys Oh, no. Well, where the hell's your mind? Hey, Jesus. you're in Mexico, dude. I'm thinking <laughs> boobs and poles, <laughs> not those type of no, poles. No, you're in Mexico. <laughs> so he uh, sticks his hand out. We uh, give him a few dollars, and off we go. We follow him through some alleys, through a fence, and then into the side of this building. And, uh yep. There was a donkey, and there were some girls. So, and uh, one of the two lads, which I'll protect uh, protect them a little bit, and I know who you are, um, shot up out of the booth fast as all hell and was not to be seen. So we all left, um, stopped at a few more bars. We had to pee really, really, really bad. We are 800 feet from the border and there's like a staircase that kind of goes up to the border and we're like shit we gotta pee man there's no way we're gonna make it to the stop top of the staircase so we stop and pee literally the american flag everything is right there it's a dark area (laughs) not lit we pee this is still the same night that we saw a donkey's penis yeah so uh peeing next thing you know and literally, it was just us three in this alleyway as we're going up. We're surrounded by police, by federales, and this one little salesman guy that's yelling, Policia, Policia, Policia. The police surrounded us. They put us onto the ground with guns pointed at our head for peeing on their freaking wall, called us all sorts of insults. They took our wallets. They separated us. And then they took the money out of our wallets and then gave us our wallets back because they saw we were American military and then told us to run. And so we ran up the little stairway, <laughs> went up to where the uh, crossing was, where the border guards were, and the guys are laughing because they know exactly what happened. They know exactly what just happened, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, my night of a donkey show and wow. lost all my money in Tijuana. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's, it's funny that... Uh, most military guys you talk to have a couple of those stories. Oh yeah, there's always a, <laughs> always a story that you you got in some deep doo doo somehow. Oh, I'm just picturing Mexican prison military. Yeah, I'm just like so. Yeah, Dad, yeah, thanks for the uh, recommendation, but Jesus, thanks for the memories, Dad. Yeah, appreciate that. So that's what dads are for. <laughs> so. Uh, you got any memory veterans? Was your father, grandfather, anybody a yeah, veteran? Yeah, my uh, my whole family from probably I think it's all the way back to World War One has fought. Wow! In some kind of a conflict all the way up to uh, the Iraqi War. Wow! And what uh, branches? Um, I think every one of them. I think the only one we don't have covered that I've done research on is the Coast Guard. So we've really? got Marine. We've got. Air Force. My dad was Air Force. My grandpa was Marines. Um, yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy. So Debbie's dad is an Air Force, um, and then my uh, grandfather's the one that just passed. Grandpa Frank was uh, uh, one of the first Green Berets. Yeah. So in Korea, hardcore, hardcore guy, even to his final days. So he's got some good stories even after he got out. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah, he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, war changes a guy and especially that type of war. So. Yeah. And then Grandpa Clark, he was in and then more recent or more further back, part of Patton's army was my Grandpa George, who's my uh, role model and the guy that I kind of grew up uh, looking up to. And so he was, uh, again, part of Patton's group marching through, uh, Europe. So 
kind of crazy stuff. Battle of the Bulls and all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Look at a whole book of his movements and things like that. But to this, well, I guess not to this day, but um, while they were alive, none of those folks ever spoke about the war and some of the stuff they saw. Yeah. So just because you don't bring up some of that stuff. Well, it's kind of sad they never did bring it up because a lot of history was lost when they passed um, that nobody will ever know about. Yeah, and with Grandpa George, I was very, very, um, especially towards the end of his life, direct about wanting to get some of the things that he'd seen, one of the, some of the things that he did um, so that I could write them down. And even then, it was, he didn't really want to talk about it. Yeah. So. My dad was the same way about Vietnam. I mean, he just didn't. The The only thing you could get out of him was him talking about the Gurkhas, who were, a, I believe, Turkish force mm. that were over there with them, that the guys were so silent, you'd be out on guard duty. And he said uh, you'd feel a hand go down the back of your shirt. And what they were checking for is they were checking for the clothing that the North Vietnamese wore. Oh. So you didn't dare wear that same fabric. Hmm. Because if they felt it, they had that, there was a long curved knife. Yeah, that, that saber. Yeah. yeah. And they would just slit your throat. Oh, wow. Well. He said you, he, you couldn't hear them coming. You didn't know they were even there. And then all of a sudden there's a hand down the back of your, back of your uh, neck. And then just... Pretty Check God you don't it. get your neck cut. Yeah, hope you don't have on the wrong fabric. Wow. So, um, did you ever watch Tour of Duty? It's an old 80s Vietnam Tour of Duty. I don't think I ever have. Oh, so, I remember it was one of those things like Miami Vice and Moonlighting that were on later than I was allowed to stay up. And uh, so recently I bought the TV series. It was like on sale at Walmart or someplace like that for... 14 bucks for the whole series. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty badass, dude. I mean, it's pretty, pretty well done. Yeah, so good good looks of Vietnam and that war and some of the stuff that they saw. So. Yeah. Um, so any well wishes to folks out there that may listen to the podcast or you want to wish uh, a happy Veterans Day to... Yeah, there's actually, I don't know if they listen to the podcast at all, but there's actually a couple of the guys that I served with in the Portland area. So just oh. shout out to you guys. Uh, thanks for making it great, and happy vet, um, uh, happy Veterans Day. And a big shout out to Preston Kirshner. Dude, you were my first roommate uh, at my duty station at Fairchild, and uh, you were... A pretty patient dude. You could have been raged because you had your own room till I got there. <laughs> till you messed it up. Yeah, until right? I messed it up. And then you left shortly thereafter. So then I had my own room. Uh, Airman Hogstrom, even though you got a dishonorable discharge, naughty, naughty, sleeping with a captain. Oh. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you, you will be my buddy for a while. So Chris DiStefino, yeah, I think you're a light colonel down, dude. Wow. Big tank commander, light colonel guy. Not convinced. I'm not. I'm like. I'm pretty sure he's a spy, dude. <laughs> pretty like that whole spy versus spy thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's the uh, dark spy or the white spy or something yeah. like that, running around with dynamite. So, and then uh, let's see who else is out there. Oh, Chief Master Sergeant Jason Robbins. So, I'm Jason, and, uh, and that was Jason, and. We were separated by names uh, in basic training, but we were always in line together. And, I thought you were going to say by birth, but... Well, that too, but <laughs> he's taller and dorkier looking. So. Wow. <laughs> so, but that dude in basic training said he was going to one day be Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. And he did it. And he's Chief Master Sergeant, highest rank in the Air Force as far as enlisted, is Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force. And he's damn close. So I don't know what it takes, but he's done a lot of cool stuff. And uh, Mr. Robbins, I'm proud of you. Proud to say that I served with you. And uh, keep doing good things. So. Cool. And Distafino, you too. So, All right, guys. Well, happy Veterans Day. So uh, we'll take another quick break, talk about this beer we're drinking, yeah. and uh, talk a little bit about skiing and close this thing. Cha-cha. 
Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Edible Underwear Maker. Mr. Edible Underwear Maker. Your true genius combined two of man's favorite things, panties and food. I can taste it now. They're a snack. They're underwear. They're a snack and underwear. Brilliant. Gorgeous grape, rock my world raspberry, bodacious banana. And nothing says I want you like a man with a mouthful of underpants. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, Mr. Edible Underwear Maker. Because thanks to you, when it comes to panties, extra large means extra yummy. Bud Light beer at Isaac St. Louis, Missouri. Apparently more of a meal that way. Uh, I wonder what lemon, lemon lime looks like. Wow. How do you know if that's pea or if that's lemon lime? You, you just don't even go there. Yeah. Chocolate? Practical peach. Chocolate? No. <laughs> Two flavors you just do not touch in that. Refried beans? Jesus. <laughs> 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 if it blows up like a balloon, you're in trouble. Uh, all right, what are you drinking, dude? I am drinking a Flyboy Brewings uh, Tri-Wing Fokker Red. Tri-Wing Fokker Red Yeah, Ale. it's fun to say, isn't it? 5.8 ABV, 20 IBU. Yeah. Pretty balanced beer. It's actually a pretty good beer. Where'd you find these guys? Um, these guys are actually located in Tigard. Well, Excuse me. Over by the uh, Home Depot. Huh. And uh, everything's... They've they've got actually like three locations. The first one was just a little tiny place over in Lake Oswego, which is their tasting room. Okay. And then they've got the Tiger location, which is their new kind of flagship brewery, eatery place. Uh Um, And I think it's... They're talking, I think, by Thanksgiving, having 10 of their own taps there. Uh, they've got like a seven-barrel brewing system that they're working off of, so it'll be really interesting to see what they pull out there. And then they have a third location, which is up in Vancouver. The interesting thing about the Vancouver one is it's actually a franchise. Oh. So they've franchised out to the guy in Vancouver. The The head owner still approves everything and okays everything and goes from there, but... Uh, it's uh, kind of interesting. Somebody that small is already franchising. It's pretty so, impressive. So these guys are military. How the owner is co- is Coast Guard. Oh, um, and I'm trying to remember if it was his. I think it was his grandfather that flew World War II bombers. Huh. Uh, like agent. 18 or 19 got promoted to captain um all their beers are flight or uh air force type um themes yeah they're all world war ii vintage type posters and all that so it's it's pretty cool yeah so and this tri-wing fokker comes from the german tri-wing plane correct Right, that we think uh, the pizza guy flew, right? Yeah, good old Red Baron. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there's a guy bartender, bartender named Kyle that, that hooked us up with the Red. Oh. And he was also talking about they've got stand-up comedy that they do there on Thursdays. Huh. Um, but I think, what is it, November 16th, which I think is, what, this next next Thursday? Yeah, next Thursday. Dax Jordan is their headliner. Wow. Supposed to be a pretty funny guy. Wow. Well, check him out, kids. Flyboy Brewing, Lake O, Tigard, Vancouver. Uh, That's a veteran. We believe Coast Guard. If we are not correct, correct us, Flyboy. Um, I'm 100% sure it's Coast Guard. Okay. And then, uh, again, check out Vanguard Brewing out of Wilsonville. Um, We believe you're Army, but we're not for sure. Um, So let us know, Don, if that's not right. Uh, so, but two fabulous beers by veterans—something we totally support. So, we Definitely. salute you, boys. 
So uh, it's snowing, baby. Still snowing. What did you say? And it's going to snow some more. How many feet? Apparently, from what I got from the newscasts, is over the next week, the mountain is supposed to get up to four feet of new snow. Oh. Four feet. So that means Timberline, who opened today, um, is going to be buried in snow. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, Timberline. But Bachelor's not open, and we don't see any dates posted. None. Um, We believe it's Thanksgiving, but... Who knows? They've got enough snow. We yeah, saw the snow listing. Definitely. Um, and then Meadows is slated to open on the 24th. And possibly earlier if they get more snow. Well, there you go. So, if they get four feet. Did you buy passes? No. No. Was looking at, uh, Kristen usually gets like a 10-time pass deal through her tennis club. And... We didn't see that deal this year, oh. so we don't know what's going on. We're inquiring, seeing if we can still get that, if they offered it, or or what happened. But just buy a season pass. Well, if I was <laughs> going to do that, I should have done it before November. Yeah, 1st. you should, because <laughs> it went from five hundred bucks to I think eight hundred yeah. after November first. Mm-hmm. It's close to a grand. Wow. Well, I'm getting getting ready, so that'll be fun. So. All right, so last podcast we talked about Mazama Brewing. Yes. Um, and they are doing a brew fest we talked about, or a tasting-type festival Correct. called Dark Days. We did a little bit of research. Thanks for the reminder, Gary. January 13th, um, they will have between 2 and 10 p.m. barrel-aged beers, ciders, and mead. Um, winter style barrel aged beer, so it's a little heavier gravity, um, kind of the spicier stuff, very sugary traditionally, and they'll have yeah. fifteen different breweries there. So the cool thing about this brewery is everything's lit up with like blue lights on the brew kettles. So there's like fluorescent blue lights, kind of making these things glow. Oh wow! So if it's dark outside and those are going, this thing could be pretty swanky and pretty cool. That that sounds really really cool. Yeah. Kind of a Miami Vice meets Corvallis type theme. So, you be the Crockett, I'll be the tub. No, I'll be the Crockett, you be the tubs. So. Walk in there with our Miami Vice jackets and pants, <laughs> tight t-shirts. My Ferrari. Why? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we should do it. Take the Ferrari down to Corvallis. That won't stick out. Yeah, that'll handle real sweet in the snow if we hit any. Bring my John Deere Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll fit in. Kidding. All right. Holiday Ale Festival. Dude, you're uh, volunteering. Yeah. Um, was was told by my boss, because I've worked too many hours this year, that I need to take a day off. Wow. So, so which day are you volunteering? I am volunteering on Sunday, December 3rd. Uh, I believe. I put in for the, it was the two, no, 10 to 2.30 shift. Still has to be approved, so I don't know if I've gotten approved for it, but um, yeah, 10 to 2.30. Well, I tried to sign up with you, but it appears that the Holiday Ale Festival has got enough volunteers because there's nothing to sign up it's for. It's crazy. So They usually, like you were saying, they're usually begging for volunteers. Summer Beer Fest was. Jesus, they were like, even to the final days, I mean, begging. Still begging people stuff. to do yeah. it, yeah. So, I don't know. I'll I'll keep my eyes posted. I'll drop an email. I mean, I've done it in the past. Yeah. This thing's actually fun to do. So. Should be a good time. I mean, they're talking fifty different beers, and but I'm not paying thirty five bucks to go to the damn thing. So. That's the that's the catch, right? Yeah. If you volunteer, the thirty five dollar entry fee is taken care of. Yeah, and you get your mug and you get a t shirt and yeah, fun time. So you know what next weekend is? Next weekend? No. It's better than that. It's the Abyss release. Abyss uh, is released, baby. Abyss, Abyss, Abyss. Deschutes Brewery. So is you're releasing telling me Abyss. That the gates of hell have been opened again? They've been open. Well, no, <laughs> we covered that. Hellshire. <laughs> that's a that's a really good. That's point. a whole different one. That is a really good point. Abyss is the gate to heaven. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what you get to after you go through the gates of hell. You get the abyss. The abyss. You get covered in it and then with feathers. Tarred, feathered. So 1117 and Deschutes has got all sorts of good stuff lined up. There's a vertical (laughs) six sample tasting (laughs) 
from 2012 up. Jesus. Um, I'm in. I'm raising my hand. Deschutes, pick me, pick me, pick me, because uh, I want to do this. So I may even take the freaking day off. Both my hands are behind my back. I'm not volunteering. <laughs> so I'm all about <laughs> that. So, um, folks, if you have not had Abyss, it is potentially the best beer ever made. It could also be the worst. <laughs> Only when you drink like a shit ton of it. Yes. So, so it it could either be the beginning of heaven for you or again the entrance to hell. You know what I had last night? Abyss. Two thousand sixteen Abyss. Yeah, it treated you right, didn't it? You know what Debbie did? Had not nothing a to drop do with it. it. Yeah. yeah. Just me. Me she's and my in, abyss. She's in the same camp I'm in. No, you you guys you need to watch your alcohol. I mean, you should enjoy it and like not overindulge. I don't know what the hell your guys' deal is. You were the one <laughs> serving the damn things. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Some of us have been training for a while. All I so did I was flex drink my what was put in front of me. I don't know. So, well, so we talked about three magnets. So the only other business I got down is Jamie Goldberg. I'm calling you out. Yes. It's time we, to drink some pumpkin beer. Time to do a pumpkin tasting with Jamie. And so you know what we're going to do? We're going to trade this out because this has gone on too long, and we're going to have Abyss. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> No. Jamie, you're on your own. <laughs> I'm abandoning ship. Uh, so I'll call or I'll reach out to Jamie this week and see what she looks like. Uh, I think her schedule got a lot lighter after the timbers uh, fade into the sunset. Uh, yeah. That, uh, that hey, kind of lightens up a, a writing. I'm going to see what she thinks about this three magnets thing. That'd actually be a good idea. That would be a good idea. Pose the question to her as well. Yeah, but what if we had two or three timbers podcast on there? So we're not the ones getting kicked in the balls. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, we do like one of the big, huge How about group. soccer touchdown? Like, get all of those guys. I was listening to Portland. Get the whole freaking group down there. Portland Timbros did with uh, Morrisonic, uh, kind of a group podcast. What if we did the whole Portland Timbers, like, podcast group down there? That'd be freaking sweet. I think it'd be great. I think that has some potential. Yeah. All right, we may include that as an option. So that's actually a fairly good idea. That'd be kind of cool. But Jamie, we'll call you this week and uh, see about pump, pumpkin uh, tasting for the next podcast. So, Yeah. Good. All right, buddy. Anything else for the good of the order? No, we probably need to wrap this up because you got a long, well, not really a long, but you got an early flight tomorrow to Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, so I'll, uh, I'm going to try to go to a brewery I've never been to. I keep going to the same three. It's kind of hard for you, isn't it, to go to a brewery you've never been to? I've been to a lot of breweries. Yeah. But, um, and there's not a ton in Vegas that you really have your pickup. But down on Fremont Street, there's two breweries. Yeah. And, um, and both are okay. I've been to them a couple times. But time to find something new. Maybe we need to open a brewery in Vegas. No, I'm really not a fan of Vegas. If I didn't, like, if it wasn't a paid trip and a work trip, I wouldn't go. Vegas is not my shtick. Yeah, but look at all the drunk, but stupid, you, rich people so, that would buy beer down there. Actually, all right, ah. I got one more topic. You know what's in Vegas? Oh, that. Boy. Do you know what Vegas and Mount Hood have in common? Hmm, no. They both have ski resorts. What? Las Vegas has a freaking ski resort, dude. Don't lie to me here. Swear to God. So I believe it is south of Las Vegas. There is a ski resort, and they must get enough yeah, snow. Yeah, it's called Argentina. <laughs> so, um, but they get... Really? Yeah, I'm pulling it up. In, in Pull, Vegas. I'm pulling it up. Las Vegas Ski Resort, Las Vegas Ski and Snowboard Resort, right there. What? What that? Where is that located? In Las Vegas, Nevada, no sixty-seven twenty-five Lee Canyon Road, and there's the little symbol. And they're now hiring. Hey, there's their ski patrol guys. Hey, we could go do ski patrol. Plan you, your trip. Things you can do to the do. medic side. Do they have any snow? I don't see any snow. It's you know what their snows. Oh, there's made their out condition. Of? <laughs> So then 24 hours, they've had zero. Zero. How much have they had in 48 hours? Zero. How about last week? Zero. Season? Zero. You know what their base is? Zero. And their webcam? It's black. (laughs) So, folks, 
here's what you know i'm gonna take a stab in the dark here so all the cocaine that's ever confiscated in the united states goes to the <laughs> las vegas ski area to make their snow dude they've got enough snow look there's got there's some good pictures dude i'm not believing it I'm going. I'm going to figure out when the hell this thing opens. It looks like January. It's virtual reality. And I'm going. They also have disc golf. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> well, that's because there's not a lot of snow. There's no so. snow. <laughs> so you got to play some disc golf. Yeah, well, Lee Canyon. Hey, look and see how much a lift ticket is. It's probably like a grand. Ooh, buy tickets. Buy tickets. Buy it's like passes. A, it's, it's probably a grand to ski at this place. No way. Well, it's Las Vegas. Everything costs more. No. Even though they don't have snow, they're going to charge nope. you $1,000. 52 bucks, dude. Oh, that's not bad for a day pass. 58 bucks, 60 bucks on the weekend. That's not bad wow. at all. Buy lift tickets online and save up to 35% right there. Yeah. When, when do they open? Uh, January. <laughs> well, that's why you don't buy the freaking season pass. <laughs> Las Vegas. Yeah, look, it's five hundred and forty nine <laughs> bucks for Las Vegas. That's what it is here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> all access military, dude, two ninety nine. Hey, there we go. Hey, you, that's a Veterans Day deal, right now. You probably have to be active duty. Valid for active military yeah. and their dependents. Current military ID required. See, that's how they wah, stick it wah, to the man. Wah. They they love active duty. I've got nothing against active duty. I love those guys too. Yeah, where's no. the love for the guys that serve? Well, I think part of it is that how do you? That's kind of like the Home Depot veterans parking spot. How do you prove that you were a veteran? And who's the cornhole that's really going to ask you if you pull up into it? Hey, dude, um, are you are you at, are you a veteran? Because how do you prove if you are or not? You can get it on your driver's license here in Oregon. I got mine on my driver's license, and some yeah. of us have it on our license plates. But but some of you may not be in that renewal phase and can't prove it, right? Right. So there what are you going to do? Whip out your DD214 for separation or your ID card? Well, funny you should say that, because guess what my tattoo is on my inner thigh? DD. DD214? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's the inside joke. I guess... I thought it was DD 2.14. Well, while it shriveled up, it just said D. <laughs> D. <laughs> you want to see my D? No. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets longer. It says nope. DD Game two over. one four. I don't think it ever got. I don't think it's ever got that long. Nah, you're right. <laughs> Totally. I don't really know if they actually tattooed the two and the yeah, one the, before. Yeah, the tattoo artist. I've never seen it. Tattoo artist said, hey, dude, all I can get on there is a D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Want to see my D? <laughs> uh, this thing's gotten off the rails. So there you go, Lee Canyon. So I might have something to do in Vegas tomorrow. A Vegas ski area. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to drive. Over. It looks like it's freaking far away because I don't see anything about Las Vegas in no. those pictures. Take so. your take your rock skis. Yeah. Well. All right, kids. I got nothing. So. Peace out here and happy Valentine's or not Valentine's <laughs> Day. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, folks. And uh, again, we salute you whether you're in or you've served in the past. Take or care, if guys. you're you're looking to serve. That means you're coming up on it. What if you're looking to serve beer? No, that's not a veteran. It could be a beer veteran. Oh, look at you. <laughs> We're beer veterans. <laughs> We're, yes. All right, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. American girls and American guys, we'll always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night When we lay down our heads My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye But he flew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died He wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me To grow up and live happy In the land of the free Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty 
sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye man we lit up your world like the fourth of july hey uncle sam put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking her fist and an eagle will fly and it's gonna be here when you hear mother freedom start ringing her bell and it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you all brought to you courtesy of the red white and This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A Cause we'll put a boot in your ass, it's the American way Hey Uncle Sam, put your name at the top of his list And the Statue of Liberty started shaking her fist And the eagle will fly and it's gonna be hell When you hear Mother Freedom start ringing her bell And it'll feel like the whole wide world is raining down on you I'll brought to you courtesy of the red, white, and blue Of the red, white, and blue